Let, let the X fly. Podcast fam. Today's episode features Suzanne Gilbert, co-founder of The Hatchetbury. This axe-throwing bar opened up in August 2020 amidst the pandemic and has provided much-needed stress relief and smiles during these very trying times. Believe me, there is nothing like throwing an axe to relieve stress. Suzanne previously had a successful career in sales and marketing, was a professional poker player, and has lived in Florida since 2014. Her wife and co-founder, Alicia, grew up in Central Florida and comes from a family of entrepreneurs, so it wasn't only a perfect marriage of love, but also a perfect business partnership. Get excited. Here we go. Are listening to WHOA podcast coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, Whoa! Oh, I could have done it in <laughs> harmony with you if I knew. We should practice that. I am your host, Con Austin, and my co host is Michael Dees, who's looking at wedding rings. Oh, you're going to tell everybody that. <laughs> I'm just, or maybe uh, he already has uh, one. Maybe he's not looking nah, at them. I just I wanted to throw yeah. that out there. Just yeah, I literally to, just, just got. To, just to like literally see if Miranda listens to this show to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just to she see just tagged me in like a proposal thing. And now that we're outside of Valentine's Day, this episode releases on uh, uh, what, February, February 22nd. Yeah. Um, I'm back on like engagement. She told me I couldn't, um, <laughs> I couldn't propose between like Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. And now that we're post Valentine's Day, I get all those awesome. little is subtle nudges. Thing? Is this the thing? Do we want to release any? We'll keep. Uh, Lacey, Lacey Basford, like she, she keeps like tagging me in these like put a ring on it things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. shout out to Lacey. Yeah, but no, we'll see. All right. You know. Oh, cool. Well, I'm keep, excited. Keep everybody in suspense. Super excited to get into the show. Before we do, <laughs> let's thank our incredible sponsors. You guys, Gainesville Harley-Davidson is back as a sponsor, yo. Love them. You guys, Gainesville Harley-Davidson is gearing up for Bike Week with Jesse James Dupree and the Rolling Daytona Sweepstakes. Visit their dealership to get a voucher or use the Rolling Daytona mobile app to check in. You'll earn points, which you can use to bid on so many really cool prizes, like a pair of wristbands to camp at the Full Throttle Saloon's Pappy Hole Campground in Sturgis, South Dakota, a Jesse James Bourbon Dean guitar, guitar, I can't say the word guitar, <laughs> guitar, a trip to Daytona Bike Week, and so much more. Give our friends at Gainesville Harley-Davidson a call at 352-331-6363 to learn more, and definitely be sure to check out rollingdaytona.com. You know, there are a handful of companies in Gainesville that are just trusted hometown favorites. I'd like to think that Ennis Farrell is one of them, but one of them is definitely Crime Prevention Security Systems, or CPSS, as you see on the yard signs all over town. Uh, this family-owned and operated security company was started back in 1975, over 45 years in business. Today, they are a local leader in securing families, homes, and businesses, and this is real security, professionally installed and monitored, which is what you want when it comes to protecting those you love. The CPSS team are crazy passionate about what they do. It shows them the quality of their work and it explains how they've earned the trust of thousands of your friends and neighbors that they proudly serve. You can visit them online at cpss.net forward slash whoa. Yeah, that's W-H-O-A. Yeah, but it's whoa. I mean, everybody should know W-H-O-A. So cpss.net forward slash W-H-O-A. Man, many thanks to them too for re-upping the sponsorship. Love them, George and Randy. Yeah. Yeah. They were on episode 133, Mother Daughter Duo, George and Randy. It was a great show. We talked about family owned business dynamics and all that sort of fun stuff, which <laughs> working with family, baby. <laughs> it's a it really was a blast. You definitely go back yeah. and check that episode out. It was it was fun. Great episode. Oh, oh, wait, oh wait, dead, dead time. That's your part. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, be sure to support all of our sponsors, all our lovely sponsors um, that make the show possible by going to www.wognb.com forward slash sponsors. I love how you put the HTTPS colon in here. Put that yeah, you can type that if you really want to, but you can go to wognv.com forward slash sponsors and you can see all of our incredible sponsors that make this show happen. And now can we please get on to the show? <laughs> We're going to get better at this, y'all. I promise. <laughs> James, edit that and make us sound like we know make what us we're awesome. doing. <laughs> you guys, today on the show, we have Suzanne Gilbert, co-founder of Gainesville's first axe throwing bar, The Hatchetbury. 
Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so happy um, that we can bring so much fun to Gainesville. Yeah, I'm super excited to, to hear how you guys got into all this. This is like the most cool thing I've done in a very long time. We went out for a friend's birthday party not too long ago, and I got to throw my first axe. And man, the like, the... I don't even know how to describe it, but I did not want to stop. And I wanted for, I, I just think about the beating that these boards go through. Oh yeah. But I wanted to keep throwing it like faster and I wanted to try different things. And I was like, man, this is, this is, this is getting dangerous. Did, did, did you try the ninja stars I and the throwing knives? I did try the ninja stars. It's only legal in five uh, states in America and Florida down Florida is one of them. <laughs> what, what, throwing ninja stars? Yeah. Can't do that in any other states? Well, there's four other states. Besides the four? There's four other states. But wow. uh, so, so was it better than you ex- expected? Sorry, my expected. whole vocabulary has changed, I must admit. Uh, everything is <laughs> exciting. Uh, you've got a great accent there. And, uh, <laughs> you're very exceptional at that bullseye throwing. Uh, was it better than you expected? Yes, it was. Uh, it was really, really, really cool, and a beautiful yeah. place. Like just Thank really you. well designed and nice, and just fun. And like, <laughs> I like a, you know, the, the little sign said liquid, liquid courage. So you like go <laughs> oh, and you like get a get a drink, get that get that liquid courage, y'all. Right? Just saying, it obviously helps with the throwing of the axe for sure. But Shannon was a ringer at it too, wasn't she? Oh, she was awesome. Right. Yeah. Were you there our, that night, Michael? No, but I saw Shannon posted some videos. Of course, she posted the 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 one and done of her getting bulls. All right. She probably only took yeah. one shot and nailed it. Oh, she was like, I'm done. No, oh, no, no, no. She did it several times. Okay. And I, I hope teasing, you rang but... the cowbell as well when you yeah. hit that red bullseye. Um, but that, you know, that's that's what it's all about. It's about um, fun and um, it is always better than what people expect. And a lot of people think it's so dangerous, you know, the the axe throwing combined with the beer. Um, but as you mentioned, the beer actually helps to kind of steady the hand, raise the confidence, and uh, the two work really well together. Yeah, no, it was it was a it was a blast, ton of fun, definitely a great uh, team working. Uh, like so I can see, like I can good, see like, team like a team outing or like culture, yeah, yeah. If you like want to take your team to go do something really fun. Like that's a great thing to do for sure. Good first date. Too. So. Yeah, so I, I really yeah. want to like hear. I want to hear how like this whole thing started. Like, I just want to hear your story. Like, okay, you know, so, where you're from. Like, how you like why you got sure. to, how, how you got to Gainesville. Like, why oh you're my here. gosh, like, the whole you thing. just never know where life is going to bring you. Um, you know, if you'd asked me like um, 11, 12 years ago, oh, you'll be living in Florida and uh, you'll be running an axe throwing bar. I would have, you know, I would have just laughed. I, uh, Ten years ago, I was in London. Uh, had a career um, in publishing and uh, digital marketing and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then I met my wife online and we just had a great connection. We, we got talking. It was one of these mutual Facebook groups. I'm so modern, you know, the World Wide Web. Um, HTTPS. <laughs> yeah, don't Facebook. forget the HTTPS. And, um, and we just got on so great and uh, it developed. Was it like a Facebook group? It was a Facebook group with uh, shared common interests and um, we did we, 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 we just got on and, and then as soon as the first phone call happened that was it we were on oh, she, f- she was in London too or no 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 she was in uh, Oxford Ocala uh, she was in Florida oh. and uh, we would uh, be on the phone for like two hours every day for ten months and that is a, oh, the great no. basis oh, man, to a relationship who talks anymore you just swipe left and <laughs> you know you, you bagged it uh, <laughs> <laughs> or is it right? I don't know. I've not been on that one. Um, it's, that was after, you know, my time. Um, but, um, yeah, and then after 10 months, we met in Vegas, you know. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh, so I'm not going to discuss that any further. But we had a wonderful <laughs> week. And uh, then we had this transatlantic relationship. Uh, so that, that was all back in 2011. I moved. Oh, wait, so, so you met her online. Online. When? 
Like what year? Uh, it would be 20, oh God, no, 2010, end of 2010. And then uh, by October 2011, that's when we flew out to Vegas. And that sounds really scary, doesn't it? All of my, <laughs> all of my friends were like, are you sure that, you know, this online person isn't a truck driver, a serial killer? Because, you know, we get all the American shows back in England. <laughs> right. Everyone's a serial killer truck driver. I was like, no, 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 it's all good, it's all good. And it was, thank God. Most of them are from Thank Florida God too. a truck driver, serial killer, didn't come through McLaren Airport at Vegas. Um, and, um, and it was like, okay, so we got on great. We had this transatlantic relationship uh, back and forth. Sometimes we won't see each other for two, three, four months. But, you know, when it's there, you make it work. If, if the need is great enough, and, you know, that's like in business as well. If the need is great enough, you make it work. You so fail, you guys were building you... this relationship across the ocean. Uh-huh, yeah. And, yeah. and so how long was it before? I mean, so obviously Three, you came over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, she's uh, kind of established with a farm and acres of land over here uh, from a family full of entrepreneurs. Uh, her name's Alicia, by the way. She's kind of like the invisible partner. Where are you, Alicia? Uh, <laughs> she's yeah, more behind, she's the behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She is. Um, completely different personalities. I love people. I love talking to people. I'm very much kind of front of house, marketing, uh, a lot of, you know, creative stuff, the fun stuff. She does all the boring stuff like the accounts, the legal stuff, you know, the property <laughs> stuff, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, so uh, I moved over here in October 2014. It was my mum and dad's wedding anniversary, actually. Uh, October, sorry, October uh, 2nd, um, 2014. And do you know what? I had this really kind of dumb moment. I forgot all of it because basically I couldn't get over on a, uh, a work visa because marketing, you know, 10 to a penny. America doesn't need marketers. They need rocket scientists and everything else. So I couldn't get over on a, a work visa. And uh, at the time, you couldn't get um, over on uh, a fiancé visa because same-sex relationships were not, you know, accepted for the K-1 visa, I think it's called. Um, so it was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We can't be together. And then suddenly, okay, same-sex couples, you can, like, uh, come along on this uh, this this fiance visa and which was amazing it was like fate you know just at the right time at this point in 2014 and um, so we had three months to get married like 90 day fiance right. like set the cameras rolling oh my god we gotta like live together and get married within three months and then uh, I had a really dumb blonde moment and I forgot all the uh, important paperwork <laughs> I left it in England, uh, which is really, really dumb, right? But it's like fate because um, because of that reason, they, they extended uh, my stay uh, for another 30 days. So instead of having to get married by January 4th, 2015, uh, I had to get married, we had to get married by February 4th, 2015, and gay marriage became legal uh, on January 6th. It would, I would have been two days too early uh, to have got married in Florida. We would have had to have gone to New York or South Carolina or somewhere like that. So, you know, things happen for a reason and we got married and thankfully it worked out, you know, not like the 90 day uh, fiance kind of uh, documentary on TV and um, everything started from there. And um, I got a, a job at the local newspaper. I'm like, oh my God. London versus Ocala, you know, I'm from Nottingham originally. I'm from a little village called Crotwell Bishop, uh, which has the best Stilton cheese. Mm. The, do you like cheese? You're not mm. vegan or anything, no, right? Um, it has the best Stilton cheese ever. And, uh, but I moved to London when I was 18 for university and a, a career in publishing and online stuff and launching lots of uh, different things. And uh, I thought, oh God, what, what kind of job am I going to get in Ocala? It's all horses and old people. And um, I've worked for the local newspaper here in Gainesville and then in Ocala. And uh, Alicia was doing her kind of entrepreneurial kind of stuff. And, um, and then a, a few years later, we were obviously well established and we knew that we'd made the right decision in getting married. And 
um, we were like, okay, so let's have a look at starting a business, you know? And we were kind of looking towards the villages because that's where the farm is, just on the, the edge of the villages. What can we do here that's really unique and really fun? And we did come across axe throwing about three years ago and we absolutely loved it. So we thought, maybe we can like start an axe throwing uh, joint, uh, a venue. Um, and the more that we looked into it, the more it kind of made sense. We, you know, we looked at the different demographics and the villagers wasn't quite the right demographic. <laughs> oh, come on. And, and neither was a Carla, not, not as much as Gainesville. And I was familiar with Gainesville. So we started looking for uh, a place in Gainesville. We did, we did do a lot of research and um, we visited lots of axe throwing um, venues in Florida. We went to Atlanta. Uh, New York and we just kind of found what we did and kind of didn't like about certain axe throwing venues whether it was aesthetics whether it was the experts uh, that were supposed to look after us you know and we went to this great place in New York and we had the best expert ever he really looked after us he was really engaging we just loved him you know we we wanted to give him a tip at the end of the the session and and the session went really quickly uh whereas with some other places that we went to we were just kind of left alone to kind of deal with it uh throw some axes we're like after 20 minutes oh we've thrown some axes we're pretty crap at it you know what what do we do now and and we would have left after 30 minutes so with this place in new york we started like quizzing this guy sir you know what do you do what's your kind of background and stuff and and this guy was amazing and it turned out that he had uh, a lot of theater background so that kind of answered uh, to us why he was so confident uh, you know why he why he was so engaging and he genuinely loved his job so when we were um, on the hunt for, I'm head, I'm head of HR, by the way, as well. Uh, when we're on the hunt, and head janitor and head, head janitor life. and all of that I, kind of stuff. We know the life, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're on the hunt for the, the the experts, I was looking in particular for kind of theatrical type backgrounds, performance folks that could, you know have the confidence to talk to large groups, have something a bit quirky, a bit special about them. And so I've got a magician on the stuff. I've got a pirate on the stuff. I've got a Viking on the stuff. I've got a, like a real thespian muse uh, on the stuff. You know, a couple of university students. I've got such a mixed mash of people, but they're all confident. They all speak well. And I think they won't mind me saying that they love to be the center of attention. So it kind of works. And uh, but anyway, so yeah, like two years of planning, a whole lot of construction, and then the damn coronavirus hit. And we, uh, I tell you what, when we were doing our SWOT analysis, we didn't have pandemic in there. We had what's the <laughs> worst? The what's the biggest threat that you know that could that could happen? You know, oh, a recession. Right a recession. That, that's like the worst thing that could happen. And. So the pandemic said to the recession, hold my drink. And obviously, you know, <laughs> the pandemic happened. But we, you know, we turned that into a, a positive, I think. You've got to take positives from everything. And um, How far along were you in the process, you know, of opening this business? You said two years. So, I mean, did you start? Yeah, there was like, there's a lot of business planning. Or, like, when was uh, the planning started? I, th I, think, I think we first started discussing it probably like in August 2018. Okay, so by the so, time the pandemic shows up, you guys were pretty next So by the time, the, so we start construction in January 2020. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, the pandemic hit and um, you know, that always throws a few hurdles in the way. You know, we, we, we had different start dates and the start dates kept, you know, being put back. And then we might have a, a few unexpected issues with, you know, um, the AC or the electrical stuff or whatever. Dan Drotoffs, by the way, I know he's like <laughs> one of your guys. He found us the building. Nice. Uh, so we worked with Dan Drotoffs. Um, and then, you know, obviously before the um, construction, we... We 
like I said, we did a lot of research. So we were like, shall we do this on our own? Or shall we join a franchise? Uh, we looked into joining a franchise, a franchise uh, of Axphone joints that basically started off in 2017. I mean, what are we now? 2021, they've probably got 40 different locations. Okay. The growth is just like crazy. Uh, there's, there's, there's another one, um, Bad Axe. Uh, they're, they're like the originals. They've, they've opened up in London now as well. They've probably got over... 50 different like locations so we saw that the growth you know of this market was really really rapid looked at the numbers and um thought you know we got we got to get on board with this because it's so much fun what other business can you open that doesn't have any competition not many not many businesses at all so um we did consider franchising but of course they take a percentage of this percentage of that you're not in control of your marketing you're not in control of your brand your website etc so we decided to create a brand all by ourselves and we worked with Paris Leaf uh, Chad yeah. at Paris Leaf he's so good looking <laughs> even, even I appreciate that he's so good looking um, and he's one of my greatest friends I uh, love yeah. and his he's wife he's great like their, yeah, their they're entire both great. team are incredible they really are um, so we came up with the brand with the hatchet berry, kind of English sounding pub. It plays on yeah. the bury the hatchet kind of wording. We came up with Hector the armadillo, which was totally by accident, but Floridian thing going on. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we, we want to kind of replicate that success. And through all the research, we know what it takes to make a good axe throwing joint you know we saw so many kind of spit and sawdust kind of locations and we wanted to kind of upgrade you know from that uh, i think hopefully you'll remember we got all the live edge in there and you know really nice dark wood and yep. we've got phase two coming with the uh, the full bar that's going to open so we've got 6,000 square feet at the moment but it's going to be extended to 9,000 square feet and we're going to open up the street front as well Very cool. um, at the moment it's just the concessions area and the x-phone lanes but when we get that bar rocking and rolling um, people you know they can come and watch the game they throw some axes all of that kind right, of so stuff. I have, a, I have a couple questions. Yeah. One, I got a lot of questions. But, okay, but, I'll but, shut up for a second. But <laughs> given the fact that you started construction in January of 2020, mm -hmm. like if you knew that the pandemic was going to be on the rise, and like if you did have that crystal ball and you knew mm -hmm. it was coming, like would you have not I'll still opened? do it. No, You'd still do it? I'd still do it. Still do it. We had everything um, planned. Um, on the table, we'd already made investments with, you know, the 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 marketing, um, the property, you know, search, um, all the architecture. Way to come through, Dan Drodos. Right. Yeah, right. Well, that's a it's a great still spot got, too. Still like, it's a great gonna, spot. Yeah, yeah, it is a great spot. Uh, high traffic area, close to downtown. We did look at, you know, potentially. Celebration Point, Archer Road, those more retail-y kind of places. Yeah. No, I think you made the right choice. This is yeah, a, this we're, is a cool spot. it's all about the vibe. I love downtown Gainesville. Um, I'm a huge believer in, you know, you should reinvest into where the original kind of downtown areas are, where the culture is, if you like, where the cute mm. little, you know, streets are next to the university. It's kind of perfect. Plus, it's a little bit cheaper than places like Celebration Point as well. And do you feel like the initial like excitement of this new thing has kind of really helped like propel you through this pandemic? Yeah, or do you feel yeah. like you are being held back because of the pandemic? I think, like, of course, everybody's being held back, no matter what you do, you know, with the pandemic. But I think the uniqueness of what we're bringing to Gainesville and, and actually for a good few miles around and actually in, in, in I don't want to blow my own trumpet but in all of Florida I don't think you'll find a better axe throwing place than you know what we have right here at the Hatchetbury especially when phase two comes I think a lot of it initially was novelty um, which was kind of a worry how, how do you maintain um an audience um you know will it kind of rub off oh i've been axe throwing i've done it you know once or twice mm. but 
I think that's why one of our main focuses has been on the staff, has been on the engagement, has been on the fun and the enjoyment because I want to give people a feeling that they want to replicate. I want to bring people together to actually interact with each other, to actually, you know, actually create a, sorry I, I can't help I'm, here, I'm here for it I can't I really can't ax, help it I was on a roll you know then and I, I said actually um, you know to bring people to so if you're eight you can throw axes they love it if you're 88 you can throw axes like oh my god like earlier today I spoke to a, a guy that came a few months ago he's an elderly not elderly, elderly, I don't want to offend him, but he's an older gentleman and he's blind. And he came to throw axes and he absolutely loved it. And he called up again today and said, it's my girlfriend's birthday on Saturday. I want to bring her some, you know, axe throwing with my son or whatever. So they're back on, on Saturday. And um, that's what I kind of love about this. You meet all types of people. When, I, when I, I used to play poker professionally as well, and this is what I love about poker, is that when you're sat at a table, like I could be sat next to a pop star, a professional footballer, a London cab driver, you know, somebody that works at the hospital, like just a whole mixed mm -hmm. mash of people. And I love talking, I love people. I love to find out about different kind of people. And this reminds me of what I loved so much about playing poker, is that it brings people from all different backgrounds together that I can meet and engage with. And it honestly, I get such a buzz from meeting these, these, these people. The, I mean, the blind guy, he's so inspirational. He's also a documentary maker. You should get him on this show. He's like, his name's Chuck Miller. He's amazing. So he's coming on Saturday. Cool. And um, I, I just love it. I love giving out good vibes. I think we need it at the moment. I think we need stress relief. Yes, <laughs> the pandemic happened, but you know, we take temperatures of the folks that are coming in. We got sanitizing stations everywhere. You've seen it. Yeah, The lanes awesome. are 12 foot wide. So once you get to your lane, you know, you're in your own group, you can take your mask off, you can have a drink, all of that kind of stuff. It's completely safe. And then once, you know, COVID, gets behind us a little bit we can open up that bar and just be the yeah, friggin really coolest cool. place place in Gainesville so was that expansion always part of the plan or has that been a tribute to early success it has um oh it's been like in three quarters of the plan initially we were going to um just do the axe throwing lanes just like all the other axe throwing places very few had kind of bars in a social area but with axe throwing and a, a few of the uh, places that we went to, you kind of just walk in, throw axes, walk out. I want it to be much more than that. I want you it to be want an people experience, to hang out there. an experience to, 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 to remember. I want people to hang out there. I want people to come and know that they're in a safe place, that they can chill and, and meet other people and yeah. I'm a big like experienced person. Like mm. one of our core values is create and recreate the ultimate customer experience. And like, yeah. so when it comes to like experiencing things, like this is like right up my alley. Yeah, I'm all um, Have you thought about like, and maybe the other ax bars do this, but like, you know, kind of like bowling leagues have like a league, like I think a tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're, we're doing it. We're starting like, one dude. in the spring. So we're part of the World Axe Throne League. So at the bottom of the target, you would have seen W-A-T-L, Wattle. So it's like the World Axe Throne League. So um, they have leagues. Um, you probably see all the TVs at the end of our lanes and whatnot. So just like a bowling alley, when you get we go bowling, you get the score um, up there on the end of the lanes we are going to do the exact same. So I think it'll be like 150 bucks for eight weeks of leagues uh, for the World Axe Throne League. Uh, everything is computerized, put into kind of like a national database so you, everyone can see, you know, where your standings are. I think ESPN actually shows the uh, World Axe Throwing um, you know the world mm -hmm. um, so so folks will be able to do that at a pretty good um, relatively low cost over eight weeks 150 uh, for a couple of hours every week I've already got uh, a friend of mine her son 
Uh, he is probably going to be my youngest league member. He's amazing. Um, he's 12 years old, and um, I think he's 12 years old, and he, he's going to be in the league. We've had a lot of inquiries. There was an autumn, uh, or should I say fall league, and uh, we were just open for a little bit too short time to kind of do it properly, but we're geared up for the league for the spring. Cool. March 27th is going to be the the first league date. So these like, are they paper targets or is there any like controversy over like, like when I'm thinking of this being like a world league or something, is it gonna be, I don't know. Like no, how, no. Do you, how do you keep the, the measurements and the judging consistent? Uh, so, so there's no paper because like an ax would just shred a piece of paper like right, you know, on okay. the first throw. <laughs> it shreds so, the wood enough, dude. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I clearly need it. to go do this. I just yeah, haven't you yet. Need to. Um, it's awesome. So we use, we use either cotton wood or poplar. That's the best wood to use for the targets. It's uh, If you keep it wet, it can take the most hits. Um, uh, if you keep it wet, um, it prevents the wood from splitting, and then also you can flip the the board. So so each target consists of five boards. So the 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 bullseye is the middle board, you know, the third from each side. So that's the one that we kind of change over the most. So we we you know drill in, drill out, we flip it, and then we have this tool. It's just like a oh hello. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good with technology, is it? Um, we have a tool, which is a, a flat piece of metal. We uh, measure 24 inches up from the middle and uh, four and a half inches in from each side of the center board. And we put a nail in. And then uh, with this flat piece of metal, we hook it up and it just spins around. And then we've got these kind of markers that we put into each of the holes and you get the perfect circle, the perfect measurements each, cool. you know, that's how we create the, the, the targets. So um, as long as your measurements are good, we, we're pretty accurate on on where the bullseye should be and, mm -hmm. and the two little blue kill shots and all of that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> kill shots. Yeah. Kill Eight shots. Eight points, like a little blue dot That's like right. this on each shoulder. You learn. Okay. You learn yeah. good. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was pretty good. I got some, I got some video of me. Yeah. Really you just need video. to grow a beard, become a lumbersexual, <laughs> and then you go. A, a lumbersexual. There you go. <laughs> a lumbersexual. Yeah, let's, let's see you grow out the beard, uh, Colin. Uh, okay, we'll work on that. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, you said when you were you know, getting into this or like doing this research, like mm. you had, the, you could have franchised, mm. right? Yeah. And, and you chose not to. No, and we want the ability to franchise ourselves. Okay, so that was my, that was my question. Like, are future. you, yeah, is this your growth strategy? Like, do you look at this as like the I mean, opportunity that, that, to franchise? That would, that, that would be ideal. That'd be awesome, um, huh? I like to see Alicia, she's kind of like, okay, what's our plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G? I like to just kind of make sure that, you know, the month ahead is going to be the best month that we could possibly do. And she's like, well, what's your backup plan? Oh, sorry. What's your backup plan and all of this kind of stuff. And uh, this is, we're, we're so opposite. We're so different. And this is why it works. You know, we kind of balance each other. Um, so, but ultimately we know that Others have, you know, succeeded. We think, you know, we're identifying the winning formula. Uh, we've done a lot of research on this. The feedback that we're getting is generally really, really great. Um, the fact that we just had our best month ever uh, this last January during a pandemic where we were pretty profitable um, is you know is great so we're in the right direction um we would love to, I, we're not going to stop at one we are gonna expand we're gonna have the second one the third one you know we, we you know we want it's like hooters right every time i go to like clearwater beach i'm like oh my god look there's the first hooters ever right and uh hooters is all over the place now actually the one Hooters in the whole of England is uh, in Nottingham, which is where I was born in England. So I think it's a sign. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hooters and the Hatchetbury. That sounds good, actually, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, we absolutely want to expand. Um, we've 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 invested a lot of money in our brand. We even though we were a startup business. And so um, was that money that you invested straight, it is, straight from it your is, previous work? It is. I mean Do you mind me asking how much you had to put in to like get this going and like, get this off the ground? What the the whole thing? 
my parents are probably going to watch this. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, a I'm, lot. I'm always interested. Okay. A lot of money. Um, but the numbers, you know, um, they, they came back great. We, we, put, we pumped a lot of money into the into the branding because you know we have like a long-term goal this isn't just a one location kind of thing we wanted to create something that um was going to stand the test of time that uh wasn't going to age it or the combination of classic um and kind of contemporary the hatchetberry um fonts the typeface it's our own kind of typeface and font it's got these axy kind yeah, of edges cool. and stuff right. it kind of looks old English but it looks really modern at the same time so you know we so isn't this like a really scary step though I mean to leave like you what you guys were doing your jobs mm-hmm. so well, because because I'll be honest like I look at my career as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and I I would love to think that I would stop whatever job I was doing and working mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing to go and be an entrepreneur. But mm-hmm. one of the reasons like I jumped headfirst into entrepreneurship as a 21 year old was because I was like thinking to myself, really, there's not a whole lot to lose at yeah. 21 years yeah, old, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas like you had like to, to stop, you know, what you were doing, like, mm-hmm. and to invest yeah, all of this yeah. money I into mean, this, a, an idea that you researched. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it kind of like it's a leap, it's a <laughs> leap your of fingers faith, crossed? Yeah, you know? it's a big leap of faith, it's right? It's a big leap of faith. I mean, we like I said, we 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 hired um, an independent company to you know a really respected independent company to do a proper business plan for us uh, to to kind of do the the research and the numbers I mean when you're setting up a axe throwing bar um, of the quality that we have you know we didn't have to spend that much money in the finishes etc but the overheads now that we're open how much does it cost I mean the VIP room is, is 400 bucks, which is a bargain for any group going in there that's got 16 people. 400 divided by, you know, 16 per person for two hours. You know, it's great value. It's great entertainment. It costs me a couple of splinters to the wood and maybe one broken axe if they're not very good. So, I mean, the profit margins... So the, the profit mm. margins are really, really good. The numbers came back really, really good. Now that being said, you know, I, I, I had a twenty-year career in uh, publishing, marketing, um, digital marketing. I did a lot of social media, digital marketing, uh, search engine optimization, email marketing. So that kind of so is the professional set- poker like a side hustle. The professional poker came along. So I was working in London, had a really good career with a big publishing house in London. And um, the 2008 recession hit. And the company that I was working for, they were looking at making redundancies. And, um, you know, no credit cards, no debt, nothing like that. Um, I just discovered that I was pretty good at poker in a in a in a pub league, right? Which is just like points. You go down the pub, you have a drink, you meet people, and then you know whoever wins gets a hundred points. Second gets eighty points, and this was like a real kind of big thing. I won after a few months, like the southwest London kind of region of pubs, you know. Um, and then I did really well in, in the southeast of England. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually pretty good at this. I'm going to do it for real money. And, um, and I, was, I, was, I was pretty good at it, live poker. And so in t- t- 2008, when the recession happened, um, I quit. And my job in London, they kept it open for me, which is great because it was a backup. And I played poker for professionally for two and a half years. So um, first of all, it was kind of face to face, you know, meeting people, um, great psychological game. Generally, I was the only girl on the table, the blonde girl, you know, I took advantage of that. Um, and were you able to recover your salary that you were making? Oh, I, I, poker? Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember like going in one night <laughs> kind of cool. and uh, paying for my brand new kitchen in a two-hour sitting. It was, you know, what? it was wonderful. And then um, 
I'd play online poker and a company called Bad Beat got in touch with me and said, oh, you're one of the top 5% online poker players. We've picked you up. Would you like us to sponsor you and pay for your tournaments? I was like, okay, yeah. And it was just like a sales job. So I had targets. You have to uh, hit this number of tournaments every month. You have to hit this uh, revenue each month in poker winnings. Every Sunday, I would get online and talk to a guy that lived on a beach in Thailand, and he would give me feedback on my poker. We'd do a shared screen thing. He'd be like, yeah, you're doing great. Keep it up kind of thing. Uh, but I, I'd do that from maybe midday. 12 o'clock till 4 a.m. And it just sent me down because I'm like this social butterfly. I kind of like my people. And eventually it kind of sent me down into a a bit of a downward spiral. I lost a lot of weight. I became really introverted. I lost a lot of confidence. And um, so anyway, decided that wasn't for me. So I kind of jumped back into the marketing, even though, you know, I was pretty successful at it. I mean, it sounds rock and roll, but it really wasn't. <laughs> sounds rock and roll. I mean, it, it, I always like get fascinated and, and think about how like maybe these are like tying into what you're doing now. You yeah. know, I hear it like, oh, there's, there's a lot like, of similarities. I'm like, oh, there's targets. Yeah, and the there's a lot of similarities. The I'm like looking for like the connection. And it's and like then, meeting all the different people. And then really like entrepreneurship in itself, like this whole thing is really a gamble. Like you, I mean, you, yeah. you calculate An the risk, gamble, right? Yeah, just like, like yeah, poker. Absolutely. An educated but you're still gamble. like, I mean, but you starting see, a business you and see, then a You see Alicia though, Alicia, she's never had a proper job in her whole bloody life, right? So. She's used. She's she, used no, to that no. risk taking. So I mean, like, so her family, you know, they're established entrepreneurs, right? I'd gone to university. I'd got the career, done all of that, but she comes from a, she, you know, they they run a, uh, they uh, produce grass seed. They got another farm on the uh, Florida Alabama borderline. That's where our. Um, our live edge wood comes from the pecan trees. Mm. Hurricane Michael took them down. We took them from Alabama to here, and they're in the Hatchetbury. Oh, interesting. Um, and so they, they got a grass seed business. They have a successful uh, market on the edge of the villages, which I worked very hard for during the construction of the Hatchetbury. We all worked hard when the pandemic hit. We were doing 18 hour days. I'm not even kidding you, you know, because nobody else wanted to work because of the coronavirus. So it was me, Alicia and Alicia's mother um, doing deliveries, this and the other. We'd get up at 3 a.m. to get the vegetables. Anyway, it's a different story. Um, So, you know, they've got all sorts going on. It's a 360, 400-acre farm nearly by the villagers, 1,200 acres up um, on the Florida-Alabama borderline. Wow. Uh, so she comes from a family of entrepreneurs. I mean, like, during her 20s, she was crazy. She was wild. Uh, she doesn't mind me telling you this. Drugs, prison, you know, she was bad. It was She was either going to end up dead or having to turn her life around. This was um, at the same time I was working in London, so I was doing the career thing. And then she went to... She's like, I'm gonna be behind the scenes from now she, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Plus, she, plus she's got RBS and, uh, you know, rest in bitch face. And, and she doesn't, we, we always laugh about it, right? So I'm like the big smiley one and she's like, you know, the serious one, but she, no, she's wonderful. Those masks really help at the moment, actually. Um, but she's really, she's really wonderful. We we're completely opposite, like different personalities. Uh, she won't mind me saying that, um, and that she was in prison and uh, you know into drugs and everything else. But we'll find just, out. <laughs> I'm gonna look she, at the comment thread of this she, episode. Oh no, right? But uh. she, she, she completely turned her life around. She's gone. She's either black or she's white. So she, uh, she works out two hours a day, every single day. She counts all the carbs, the proteins, and the fats that go into her body. I should know because I cook every bloody night. I'm like, was it six ounces of chicken, two ounces of avocado, <laughs> two of the rice cakes, and one fat-free slice of cheese? Honestly, I say that like all the time. She eats the same. She's, she's just turned her whole life around. You know, we've gotten over... So she's so, really in that an analysis of the business and everything. Yeah. Too. So she's, you know, this is nothing compared to what 
what? she's been through sure. she would have ended up dead she went she's been to so many rehabs uh, there, there's a, a great rehab place in um new york that sorted it out and that's and that was just before we got talking online and she turned her life around and oh my god you should see her now she's like the fittest healthy she's got guns and <laughs> muscles that i didn't even knew like existed uh we're so different i i just love cheese um <laughs> <laughs> so so you know this she's a risk taker she's a do or die i wouldn't have done this on my own without her it's that kind of uh inspiration uh, the determination, the you know, do or die attitude that I I've this rubbed off onto me, and it kind of made me not afraid to do these things in life. You know, you only live once. And so you might have you might have already said this, but did you like present the axe throwing idea to her? Or no, we she... so we we presented it to each other. We were on uh, online on the entrepreneur.com and. Like looking, uh, looking at great uh, ideas that were unique, that would, would bring something different to the community. Gotcha. And axe throwing came up and it's like, yeah, we went axe throwing, we love axe throwing. Let's have a look into it. And then it's like, okay, so tomorrow we'll do this. We put a whiteboard up in the spare bedroom. We put like a vision board up, you know, we did all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, we had so many hurdles. But you know, it was like us just being together in the first place was a huge hurdle. And, uh, you know, we just made it work because, you know, we wanted it enough. And this, uh, you know, the pandemic, look, we've, we've, we've done 360s before together and personally. So this is nothing. Look, the great thing about opening up in a pandemic is that if we had opened up a year before, we would have had an established business with an established baseline. We didn't have an established baseline right. that we had to come back off, right? Our baseline was established in this pandemic. So all we can do is hopefully kind of go forward and get better and build strength and, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was a shock, but you know, we're, we've adapted. And I think adaptability is really important. And you have to adapt in poker. You have to adapt in life. So, you know, bring it yeah. on, stay positive. Oh, you guys are used to that for sure. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the idea of franchising your model. Um, at what point do you think you'll be ready to do that? Have you, have you gone through the growing pains that you think? Have you, have you, you know, like a lot of it's perfecting the model before you replicate it, right? Yeah, I, th I, think, I think we'll naturally know when that point is. I think it will kind of be a moment. Um, Lish would say, well, actually, we have, you know, plan A, plan B, and by plan C, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, she'll, she'll bring out the month and the year that we'll plan to franchise. I'm like, <laughs> right. let's, you know, we got we go, we yes. to go on a feeling here, you know? So, um, uh, I think there's a lot to do. We're still learning a lot. We've made mistakes, of course, mm. everybody makes mistakes, but you, you grow from them. Um, I think we need this pandemic to be over before we can make any rational decisions like that. Um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel with, you know, with the vaccine and everything. Um, to me, I, I think once we're comfortable and that place is running itself and I don't feel like I have to be there every day, mm -hmm. You know, and the numbers, it's all in black and white and the numbers are looking great. And we've, uh, op you know, phase two is the next big thing for us. We want to open up phase two and then and then we can think about once everything's established, the staff are established, the roles are established, the, the brands established, then we can think about, okay, let's look at location number two. So you might have answered that next question because to me it's like, and, and we've talked about franchising before and, and we did kind of like, we, we had a second location about two miles from the first here in New Scooters for Less. and. I mean, it might've been even harder to do it in the same town because there's different kind of logistics and you want some of them to be from the same platforms and stuff like that. But when anytime we talked about the idea of it, it was okay, like you wanna perfect the model before you replicate it, but does it mean that you and me are going to go run the next location mm -hmm. or do we stay here and groom somebody that's gonna yeah. go do that now? Yeah, and um, that's, you know, that's why the recruitment process was so important for me. I, I, 
we recruit seven part-time experts and they're all unique they've all got their own strengths and um i would like you know they're they're you're only as good as your employees basically if you've got crappy employees they're gonna you give you a crappy representation and one word you know spreads to the other and word gets about so I, I really love my employees. They're all, they're all great. And I would, in an ideal world, have one of those in a, in a year or two or a couple of those in a year or two to understand the business inside out. I think we're developing a great culture of kind of fun and respect and love. Um, and I would like to kind of oversee it kind of in the beginning, but I would love for one of my originals, one of my original family members to take that and blossom. Mm. I don't want this just to be a part-time job for these guys, you know? Um, I want there to be potential for them and they know that. I mean, they make great tips and everything else, but um, we had a lot of applications for this job, especially during the pandemic. And I think I've got some really, really great um, individuals that can take the company forward. You know, you can't be in six places at once kind of thing, so. So I won't ask you to necessarily share where it's gonna be, but do you have you have early leaders into where that next location might be? I got a few ideas, it would be Florida. Okay. Um, there's a, yeah, I mean, yeah, I could, t- I could tell you, I was, one's in a more tourist kind of area mm-hmm. that doesn't really have anything that way. I mean, when you're in Florida, it's fantastic. You're, you got a hotel on the beach somewhere, what do you do when it pours it down with rain? Oh my God. Yeah, the idea of You're throwing an axe is only like the 20th most crazy thing you could do in Florida. Like, <laughs> right, right. right. Well, what, what, do you, what do you do? Like you go to another restaurant, you, you, you get bored in a bar, you go to an aquarium. Or, so, you know, there's that. There's, and the, actually, you know, there's, there's a couple of much bigger cities than Gainesville as well that mm-hmm. could do with more of a representation, especially of the quality that I think that we've developed. How about um, something that's been on my mind has been any strange customer service uh, things that at this point so far? Anything crazy happened? I'm mean, just thinking like axes and stuff. Right. Not like, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, does yeah. any of that concern you? Like somebody no, a fight in the bar? No, like. because we don't allow drunks in. I've actually pushed back a uh, VIP, a few VIP bookings before, even though the money's there. And I said, you really should have got drunk after the axe throwing instead of before the axe throwing. So, uh, you know, just rebook it for another day. I'm not going to take your money from you, your deposit from you or anything like that. But no, we, like it's a lot safer than people imagine. There's this big misconception that axe throwing is actually dangerous with a couple of beers. It's not. How many pubs are there around that you get a ton of drunks in these pubs and they're throwing these bloody darts <laughs> into dot? You know, sure. that could take an eye out. We've got these big cages up you only one person you know behind the line everybody else has got to stay you know back behind the counter area we uh we're really thorough with the rules the safety uh you know we reiterate it we monitor it if somebody needs to sit out then we politely tell them if they don't listen we'll find the leader of the pack and then they'll listen you know on behalf of their friend it is really safe. There's been no incidences. The only person that's got a scar from that place is myself, um, which is right here. It's like the Nike swoosh, right? Yeah, on the thing, okay. Yeah, yeah. With an axe, what happened? That was with an axe. Uh, Brandon and I, uh, Brandon the Viking and I, we were uh, hanging up boards and, you know, these guys, I love them because they take their job so seriously. They walk in with that like three axes hanging off their belts and stuff and I was uh, climbing up a step ladder and Brandon was there holding up the board and I went like that on one of his axes and I was like oh you bugger you know all this blood comes squirting out I wasn't even throwing an axe it was just I just kind of caught it it's it's very very safe you know and I'm kind of proud of my axe wound (laughs) uh my scar yeah it's cool it's bad axe. Bad axe. You don't have to pay any royalties by you know, uh, throwing out the competitions. Uh, yeah. I'd rather you know it happen to me than them. You know, work right, workers' course. compensation and all that. Right. Yeah. All right. So I have one more question. I'll let Mike finish this up. Um, 
when you told the insurance company mm. that you were opening an axe throwing bar. <laughs> not a problem. Like, not a problem? They're like, yeah, no, well, no problem. We well, got this done. I was just, <laughs> just curious. These conversations. I'm just this. trying to picture me like, so John, like, because John Dar right. is like one of our sponsors. Of hey, John, so like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to open up this bar. People are going to throw axes. That's cool, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious like what he would say. But, uh, Not a problem. There's uh, most uh, most insurance companies would tell you know say, "Are you joking? Are you uh, are you really axing me that?" <laughs> um, uh, there's actually actually two um, insurance companies uh, that specialize in uh, with axe frame bars, and one's called Philadelphia. And uh, there's a, there's a great um, insurance guy that we got put in touch with from some of the axe throwing community and um so we 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 got insurance with those guys they're they're the specialists in this they represent tons of axe throwing um venues throughout the states it's not too bad actually um i think it's 13 grand a year okay and then a little bit extra for the mobile unit that we're building that's almost finished Uh, mobile unit yeah 20 foot trailer a deck over trailer you know targets in there weddings corporate dues private parties let's go that's awesome throw axes on the I-75 down the road can you imagine that (laughs) right I'm just I'm already that trying to think new, of it could be a new like sport adrenaline like scooter sport. trick shots or something you yeah. know like in this age oh, every, everything yeah. has to have we a, can make a, some really cool videos trick shot or something you know mm. some YouTube marketing is what I'm thinking yeah I'm, I'm, I'm onto <laughs> it I'm getting onto that do you have any like really prolific people like anybody that just stands out and they're like, like oh ama- amazing axe oh axe axe experts yeah um you know, like the boys in particular love to kind of do their tricks. The pirate, he's a real pirate, by the way. And I know you think I'm joking when I say that. He's got like genuine pirate stuff going on. Um, <laughs> he loves, he loves the trick shots. You know, the underhand, the backwards, the two together. And they're like hitting targets. The, the one that when we're close from the other end of the building, kind of. Um, yeah, they're hitting targets. Um, Brandon, he likes to juggle his axes before he throws them. Um, there's some like, yeah, some good. Oh, and we got a magician as well, so he likes. He just to makes s- it appear on the target. <laughs> I know, right? It, no, he makes cards appear and business cards appear, and he likes to stick his playing cards like all over the target for himself and the customers. It's like get that ace of hearts, you know, and it's like okay, so he throws the axe, and you've got to get the ace of hearts or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I always bring the magician out when the children are here, yeah. throwing some magic for fun. And who was who your expert when you went? Oh, uh, if you rattled off the names, I'd remember. Devon, Brandon, Mackenzie. Was it girl oh, or boy? Let's start boy. with that. Okay, so it's Brandon. It's probably Matt, the magician with the glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was Matt. You got the magician. Did you see? Did you stuff? And that's like, it. He even had like playing cards that you could throw. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were, like, like ninja stars, yeah, but like playing ninja cards. Ninja stars, but like okay. the corners of the cards, you could, like. Yeah. That was really hard too. Did he, so did he show you some magic? He must have uh, done. He could, I was he drinking. Make, <laughs> so okay, I fair, don't know if I was. Enough. If I was there, it was a birthday party for yeah. for Bryn. Bryn Strange. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday, Bryn. Yeah. Uh, that was a good time. Good. It was a really great time. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. So, I mean, that's where that's where we met. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I've got to find out who owns this place. They absolutely have to come on our show and, and talk about this. This is awesome. So, it was fun. I'm glad we made it happen. Absolutely. And I appreciate the invitation. Yeah. I'll, I'll appreciate my invitation next time, Colin. Just, just <laughs> hey, it was my birthday party, man. <laughs> if it was my party, you would have been invited. I'm just when, when's your birthday? Oh, you know. Oh, mine's actually in uh, two weeks from today. Oh, so, you let's know. Oh, 35th. Yeah. I can, I'll do mates rates. Oh, there we mm. go. I love, I love a good mates rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, Colin's going to take me there for my birthday. Maybe. Let's go. All right. Uh, we got we to gotta wrap this up? Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell us, uh, tell our audience where they can connect with you, where they can book a uh, reservation at the Hatchetbury. Uh, sure. Uh, on Facebook, uh, just put in the Hatchetbury Gainesville. That's H-A-T-C-H-E-T-B-U-R-Y. Like Berry the Hatchet, but the Hatchetbury Gainesville on Facebook. Uh, the Hatchetbury on Instagram uh, and our website www.httpe.com. <laughs> uh, www.thehatchetbury.com. 
And we are, or you can call 352-717-AXIS. Even when we're closed, we have the phones roll over. We will answer at any time of the day. Awesome. Awesome. Love that customer service. Yeah. It's all about customer service. Suzanne, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's been a delight. Tell Alicia that we wish you were here, but we understand she's behind the scenes. She's behind the scenes. Good luck to both of you guys. I'm excited to see how this... You know, ends up post pandemic is going to turn into this yeah. monster oh franchise. It is. I can, cannot it is. wait to do our five year reunion and oh talk my about God. it. Oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> It'll be awesome. I can't wait either. <laughs> and uh, thanks so much to our team that makes this show possible, you guys. James Leitner on the cameras doing the editing, everything here, Sarah Lenz, and my co host, Michael Dees. And podcast fam, if you were driving, didn't have a chance to write down the information of all of our incredible sponsors, you can find them at slash sponsor. Many thanks to Kyle Cohen and the team at Leonardo's Millhopper. You guys, pick up the phone and order dinner for the whole week. Just do it. Manicotti Manicotti Monday, Lasagna Tuesday, and Chicken Parm Wednesday. Plus, these come with an order of sultry, scrumptious, creamy, Mm. delicious garlic knots. You get all of that for $10. These guys are such huge supporters of our community, you guys. So give them a call at 352-376-2001 or order online at leonardosmillhopper.com. You can also use 352delivery.com if you would like to have it delivered. And of course, when you do, say, I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast. The podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go. Whoa! <laughs> she was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what? 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 Well, we will see you later. Yo, hey, let's fight. Let's fight. If you can't party, you can throw your hands high. Oh my, it's no lie. Best damn moment I've had all night. Had all night. Tell me how you doing.